Welcome to Rudy Radio with Russ. I sewed each one of those sequins on there one at a time. I didn't have a sewing machine then. You know, it seemed like a cool, hip thing to do. If I may use those words. Darcy. Let's set the scene, though. Um, it's not the 80s. You know, those eight-year-old hangovers, they're the worst. You know, they get better with age. Nonsense. Home sweet home, oh. Oh, 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 oh. She found me in the kitchen, so she told me. Butt naked. How long have you been sitting on that one? Rudy Radio, 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 Radio. Oh, my stars, it's Rudy Radio, episode 45, in Montreal, suffering from shorts, <laughs> this is Russell. <laughs> and from the center of the universe, also known as Toronto, Ontario, I'm Darcy. Oh, I just broke, okay. Oh, wait a moment, I touched it, I forgot that I wasn't talking, and that's why I couldn't see the levels move. All right, it's still, it's still, I said, oh no, it's out again. All right, here we go, it's working. I think okay. we should explain off the top that we're having some technical difficulties. <laughs> some technical difficulties, yeah, yeah. There's a short in my microphone cable, uh, so <laughs> uh, we just had to, and I don't know why, because, I mean, it worked earlier, uh, no problem, and all of a sudden it just starts uh, acting up. So uh, let me ask maybe you this: How many times have you gotten up from your seat with your headset on and forgotten it was on, and dragged your laptop off the table? Well, I've never actually ever done that, but I have put my headset down on the coffee table, and the cable was wrapped around my ankle. And when I stepped away, <laughs> you know, I yanked on the. Oh, you on, snared uh, yourself with the, the head. Yeah, you know that's happened, but I've never knocked my laptop off, so I don't, I can't understand why it's broken, why that left side hinge is all mangled up. And mine, speaking of left side, left side hinge, I have a bone to pick with Hewlett Packard. Oh, taking the HP to test. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I am. They don't seem to have a customer service when it comes to repairing things. I called them up. I said, hey, I have a, I'm wondering what I can do to have my laptop repaired. <laughs> you know, they want to know what my name is and where I live. I said, no, no, wait a moment. You know, I have a repair problem. I want to know what I need to do to get it fixed. That's all. You don't need to know who I am. You know, well, what type of laptop do you have? What's your phone number? And he said, well, you know, we'll check the file. I said, what file? There's no, you don't have a file. I mean, this is the first time I called. I want to know how I go about having this thing repaired. Uh, I'd like to know if there's a place in my area where I can take the laptop, drop it off. They're going to say, yeah, it's going to cost X number of dollars to fix it. I'll say, go ahead. Thank you very much. I'll be back in a week. And uh, he said, no, 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 it's not like that. You send it to us. We send you a box. I pack it up in the box and send it to them. They fix it and send it back to me. I said, no, 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 I don't like the sounds of that because I have absolutely no idea how much it's going to cost. Right. You can say it's going to cost me $3,000 for the repair, you know, and, I'm out of, and I'll be out of a laptop. You know, so I'd like to know where I stand. I want to know how much it's going to cost me. So, well, we don't do it like that. You have to send it to us. Uh, we send you a box. You ship it to us. We give you an estimate. It's here, and you decide whether or not you want it uh, fixed, and then we send it back to you. And I you know, repair it. I, I, I don't like that. You know, for for three hundred bucks, that's what it's going to take. And I said, "Well, how can you give me a price three hundred bucks?" Yeah, you know, you don't know how long it's going to take. The same problem. I, who actually did actually send it back to HP? Um, well, he also had a, another computer. It was his. It wasn't his only machine, so mm-hmm. it wasn't a big deal for him to send it back. But uh, it did show up and it was repaired. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> how much was it? Uh, More than he paid for the laptop. It could be, yeah, it could be, you didn't pay a whole lot. You bought this thing secondhand. That's it, 425 bucks is what I paid for it. I don't want to spend 300 you know, bucks to get 
this thing fixed. Yeah, I could, you know, for three hundred and three hundred bucks more, I can get a nice, I can get a brand new laptop. You can, yes. You know, so I, and I told them that I said that's ridiculous. You know, I just wanted to know if there's a place I can take this, and they'll just put another plastic case on it. You know, a plastic thing on it. You know, I mean, I don't. <laughs> what's, so, what's so complicated about that? It's I know it seems really things. simple, right? Like it's as a pro- plastic case. They must have other plastic cases, but uh, that's right. But they don't, and they don't. They don't. Repair shops don't stock these parts, right? So that's outrageous. So I got to go to some little fly-by-night little guy that says, "Hey, computer parts, services, and repair," you know, and take my chances. I'll go to the place where I bought my camera, just over here, that mom and pop shop that was going to sell me that computer that time. I'll go see them and see if they can do anything about it because opening and closing it is just really ridiculous now it sounds like like i've seen the laptop and it sounds like and we should probably do this off air but it sounds like you should just like uh, epoxy the the gap closed where it's well, separated yeah i mean i've even thought about that but i can see that the hinge itself is not lined up you know with the other one they're not on the same plane mm-hmm. yeah so something's uh something's not right there because i even thought about that and i mean the crack just seems to be getting worse when I close it now, the 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 plastic case on the inside around the uh, around the LED screen buckles, and I'm thinking, well, it didn't used to do that before. So, oh, so I just try to open it and close it as less, you know, as you know, the f- as few as I can, a few times as I can. Well, you have lots of technical troubles, that and your your mic, and so we'll have yeah. to get you a new mic. Um, well, yeah, I'll get the new mic. Uh, that's on my list. I'll get you a new mic. Well, you shouldn't have to get me a new mic. I'll get the new mic. I'm the producer. That's my job. Well, thank you very much. Can I get you uh, 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 an LED light that you can plug into any USB port and shine lights on your keyboard? Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> well, no problem. I actually picked up one for you today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you're You said it sounds great. Uh, <laughs> I'll actually send one to Kari, too. Tell me about <laughs> this. Wait, you get more than one? Uh, well, I have two for myself. <laughs> And then I thought I was talking about Pat because I said, "Well, this thing works really well. It's made by Chateau, so you know it's high quality." Chateau, eh? Yes, and it's a USB. So it's uh, yeah, Chateau. That's right. It's uh, for laptop or desktop. It's flexible, so you can flex it, bend it around, and aim it where you want it. And it's it actually works. It's a dollar. <laughs> and I thought it was fun having two stuck out of my laptop. So I, you know, I bought two for me because I have four USB ports. So I just plug them in the USB ports and just have these little lights just sticking around. Right, but so I bought four to send to Pat and Joy. <laughs> so here's you know, a one for each of them. Do you have one of them plugged in right now? Nope. Okay, I was going to say, I'm going to blame them. the mic problems <laughs> on that light. Damn you, Chateau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's got some sort of little chip in it that just fucks up other things that you plug into the computer. <laughs> yeah, that's their plan. Yeah, it's a neat little thing, though, and... Uh, yeah, it's quite bright. So I got one for Hallie, Evan, Pat, and Joy, you and Kari, and four for me. <laughs> Spoiler alert! All right, so uh, I'm I'm glad to see you're okay. You haven't been uh, swallowed up by a sinkhole or anything in Quebec. Oh, you know what? As uh, the last time I heard the news was 4:30 in my car, and that family has yet to be found. Unbelievable. I can't believe, I mean, seeing those pictures and people, I don't know if you've heard about it, but uh, somewhere far from the river, uh, the Yamaska, St. Lawrence River, not the same, but two rivers, there was a sinkhole. This house just got swallowed up. It's like ridiculous. I mean, they weren't even on the shore, you know, but hey, 
type of soil, but it's, I mean, it's big. You got to take a look. There's fire engines sunk in it. You know, no, that's, that house. that's another. Oh, sorry. That, 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 excuse me. That, that's another place. I'm sorry. <laughs> Other <laughs> sinkholes. I got all f- f- freaked out or no, or I'm consumed sure by the holes myself. But I mean, there's a house there, a nice little white house with a green roof on it from St. Jude here on this south shore of Quebec that just got swept away. And the family of four is mythic, missing, including two, you know, two children. Gosh, last night, what a way to wake up. It's uh, it, it's really scary to think that uh, yeah, while you're sleeping, your entire home can just like disappear. Yeah, and in the ground, I mean, yeah. it can happen anywhere. It clearly can happen anywhere. Like I don't think it can happen anywhere, but uh, well, I, not if you're sitting on bedrock. Yeah. <laughs> your house is built yeah. on bedrock. Yeah. So all our friends in Nova Scotia are fine. <laughs> yeah, they had a hard enough unless time you're just living getting, on a farm. They had a hard enough time just getting a, a well drilled. I think building yeah. houses on bedrock. Yeah, seriously. Hey, my folks are on a on a hill, and it's clay. Is it? But it's iron, heavy iron clay, so stronger. Heavy iron clay. Okay, that sounds stronger. I don't know. It's heavy and iron, but I don't, I don't, it does sound iron or strong. That's the only reason why I said that. I don't really know if it's true or not. All I know <laughs> is that they had to. All I know is that they put a real, you know, high tech water treatment plant in there so we could drink the water in the well. Oh, yeah, underneath they have the like stairs. a high uh, high arsenic. Yeah, arsenic. Well, yeah. The, East Preston is trying to poison its own people. No, that's, that's a common problem with uh, with houses yes. that are near bedrock. That's it. Well, it's not bedrock. It's clay, so we have iron. And when you turn on the faucet, it, without the treatment, it turned everything red, gooped up the, you know, goop, you know, oh, in the back yeah. of the toilet tanks and all that stuff. And I, I'm dreading about that because, I mean, they have a radiant floor system, and there's water pumping through that, and the water came from the well, you know. So I'm wondering, because, uh, I mean, it hasn't been working as well as I remember it. And I'm wondering if it's a result of it being clogged, you know, oh, in some collecting, places. collecting, yeah. Yeah, as a result of, uh, you know, uh, the water, uh, the hard water, as they call it, before that uh, the water system was, uh, you know, installed in the in the house. It's amazing. They usually take one tank, but there's two tanks. You know, they've got two tanks in there and a big vat of uh, uh, salt, uh, or soft salt. Yeah. It's like just a little, like the probably nickel size, you know, spheres, you know, of salt. That, uh, salt yeah, my that parents has have this uh, similar system, I think, like with uh, like a, a potassium permanganate uh, um, vat and then like a, a sand filter. That yeah. And backwash once a week and stuff like that. It was like, a, it was like a, a constant thing to have to look after just to. They don't have to, to do that. The they just have to keep adding. Yeah, they just have to keep adding the, the salt. Uh, to the you know to the the vat and I mean holy smokes I remember before I mean the water was funky you know you could smell it and I mean it certainly Raw turned eggs, uh, right like a yeah sulfur. that's yeah that's right yeah you could see it uh, and I mean it uh, stained everything you know the when it dripped you could see the stain on the side of the tub from the dripping faucet even yeah. I mean and it didn't take very long for it to collect but once the the system was cleared uh, the system was uh, in, installed. I mean, it did a really good job of cleaning out the back of the toilet tank. I know at our place, the uh, problem was, like, you couldn't use bleach in the uh, in the laundry. Oh, wow, okay. It would react with the water. Wow. That's wild. I didn't know that. But, gosh, what a nuisance that was. And I was really surprised. And I'm thinking, once I saw how it cleaned out, you know, the system itself cleaned out all the goop in the back of the the tank, you know. Because, I mean, you could see it. Everything was covered. In, it looked like the Titanic ruins. Just uh, you know, rusty, right? <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, rusty goop, and I mean uh, the water, the the filtration system actually cleaned it all out. So I'm hoping that it did it for the floor too. But I mean the space in the back of the toilet tank is much larger than those, you know, toony sized tubes, mm-hmm. you know, running through the the concrete floors, you know. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm still worried about that. Cause I'm thinking, how how the hell do you fix that? That's not a fixed job, <laughs> you know. That's a rep- install another heating system job. You know, an electric one. You can't even drill. I mean, it's concrete on both floors, you know. So the well, only way to heat the place is electric if you're installing a new system. At least it's in the sinkhole, you know. like That's true. If you have like That's a tornado or something that takes your house away. And they did. They were they already survived one. Oh, that was a hurricane. <laughs> Sorry. But say your house is, is blown over. Yeah. You go back, you build your house again because yeah. the land is still there. You have a That's sinkhole. It. What do you do? Phil, Phil, you know it's, it's almost a, a single square kilometer. I know, I know, it's unbelievable. It took but part I, of the highway away as that's well. That's right. It sure there. did. So I mean, that's big—a square kilometer. I mean, that's just you know, that's nuts. And I mean, yes, people, it is that big. And do you so, bother rebuilding them? Because obviously, that ground there is not uh, yeah, not so stable. Yeah, I would say no out of fear you'd find someplace. Uh, you know, someplace else to go. And I'm kind of wondering, what about the insurance? Does ins- would insurance call, you know, cover a sinkhole? Now, you know, they're going to be fighting that in court, you know, if the family yeah, is found. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, we had a, a geologist um, on the TV today, and uh, he said um, that normally in those areas, you have to have a special test done before you build ah. to test for the potential to slide. Like for these these landslides or sinkholes, right? Uh, I'm not sure. What, flat land, what that it's happened, flat ground. I know it seems like it, it seems like the middle of nowhere, and this thing just like mm-hmm. you know the earth sw- opened up and swallowed. Them. Opened up. That's it. You know, were they? What were they? Devil worshippers? What the hell? I, it's just Are weird. And of course, that this? they weren't. No, I don't know. It's just such a weird thing because, like you said, we're talking flat ground, not near the river. Yeah. You know, it's just it's smack in the middle of nowhere is what it is. And we're thinking, what the hell? I'm thinking there's got to be something, had to be something under there, some mine from way back in the day, you know, that collapsed. Because it's just way, way too weird, you know? <laughs> All right. So let's stop speculating. Move on to something yeah. else we can talk I about. Wish them, I wish the family, you know, good luck. I hope they find them. And I hope they find them trapped in some little cubby hole, you know, with enough air in it, you know, to keep them alive. It's just weird. They're still missing. Yeah. Yeah, they're still missing. Anyway. Yes, please. Yes, please. Here's a headline for you. Playboy raises the bar with 3D centerfold. Oh, that's wild. (laughs) Now, just a headline alone. This is from the the Sun. Playboy raises the bar. Is that a dick joke? Ba-doom, boom. I see I didn't get that. Raises the bar. Ba-doom, boom. Yes, indeed. 3D centerfold. (laughs) <laughs> 3D centerfold. I'd like to see that. Now, HBO, uh, or Time Warner, is going to help out. Uh, they're going to help the cost of the 3D glasses that'll be with <laughs> the issue. Okay, so at the back of the magazine, there's like a like a cardboard page or something, and the glasses are inside it perforated. I you have to poke them out. I don't know if they're cardboard. <laughs> they might be the actual, like, the, the plastic ones you have in the movies these days. Because, you know, porn pushes uh, these new technologies along. I guess. And so the maybe they're just like you know helping along. Um, that is kind of wild. 3D centerfold. Hell, why not make the whole magazine 3D? 
But hey, wouldn't that be expensive? Yeah, well, I would like that because I, I read it, but I only read it for the articles. So, I- <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good for you. I'm glad you're keeping yourself well-informed. <laughs> yeah, so I would, you know, I, I'd like the glasses much, for the articles. <laughs> it's like a much better article than the Vancouver 3D. Sun. Yeah. <laughs> the the words just leap right off the page. But right now, nobody has these glasses except for people who read uh, Playboy, right? So if Playboy. I have it and, you know, uh, my wife will say, hey, you spent a long time in the bathroom with the door closed. Uh, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, whatever. Why? Are what are those you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you have on? <laughs> Pow. Um. Um. I was afraid uh, afraid of splashback, but then I remembered that we had the sink fixed, <laughs> and um, I just forgot to take the glasses off. <laughs> I was trying to expect. expect protect my eyes from splashing hot water as I washed my hands. Did I tell you, honey? Uh, plumbers came by today. We have uh, 3D toilets now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 3D glasses. Well, it'd be good to have a pair, you know, so you can watch television, because some uh, recently we had a show that was on television that was broadcast in 3D, but Jesus, it's not, you know, high def and in 3D, it's not good to you if you don't have the glasses at home. Well, no. and I think this is, again, we're like, you know, porn always jumps on these new technologies and brings them into mainstream. Now mind you, what do the are the glasses compatible? If I wearing if I'm wearing my Playboy magazine, you know, 3D glasses, can I go to a 3D movie at the IMAX and be thrilled? I or think, must I wear their glasses? No, I think it's the same. I mean, it's it's Time Warner uh, HBO, so I think the same glasses uh, will work like at the uh, whatever polarized one red lens, I, I one wish, green lens. I wish I had something smart to say right now. But, uh, <laughs> I think it's the same that they, same 3D that you use for like Avatar or uh, yes, yeah, Flash the uh, Titans or whatever. Right on. Okay. Yeah, I'm just still, you will, you will look really conspicuous if you're on an airplane yeah. with your 3D glasses on reading a magazine, even though you oh, covered honey? up the cover so no one can see what you're reading. <laughs> That's it. You got a what is it? A comic know. magazine on the outside. Hmm. What kind of magazine is he reading, honey? And the, the husband smirks. <laughs> you know, I don't know, <laughs> but he, you know, and in fact, he really does because he has a pair of those glasses and the magazine hidden at the bottom of his sock drawer. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Oh, so I just uh, just before I forget this, happy mm-hmm. birthday to you, happy oh, belated birthday you. to you, happy birthday, dear Darcy, happy birthday to you. Thanks, there you Rose. go. You're welcome. Uh, your your birthday was on Mother's Day. I had a great uh, I had a great birthday. Very I'm quiet. glad to hear it. Share. Uh, got some Chinese food, which is kind of a traditional thing that I do, mm-hmm. um, which is very good as well. Um, Delicious. There's a Chinese uh, Chinese joint in my neighborhood that I haven't known about. It's been there for about seven years. I've been here ten, and this was the first time we we. Got food from there, and we didn't actually okay. get it delivered. We ordered and picked it up, and it was actually quicker. We like you know jumped on the bus. Ah, nice. We were back in a half an hour. So, uh, well, you had to take you had to, had to take a bus. Yeah, it's That's... not like in our neighborhood. It's like not that next door, but uh, okay. You've got a big. You live in a big hood, is what you're saying. Well. <laughs> That's with thing, Chinese right? like, joints. <laughs> they must be that must be some good stuff. <laughs> Well, you said it was. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. Good Chinese food is. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Chinese I, could, food is I had a good birthday. I had good food. 
Uh, that's uh, good. Deal. What else we got here? Um, you're a sewn bitch these days. I am. Oh, my stars. Am I ever. Kind of overwhelmed. This podcast is a refreshing break for me. Now, I heard that you had to sew each one of those sequins on one at a time. One at a time. I didn't have a sewing machine then. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm dealing. I've gone be. Oh, Dana, no. Hello? Okay. What happened? Oh, well, you know how cats like job? to rub their nose on pointing things. Yeah, she went right for it. She touched it, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't it's still going. Yeah, I yeah she likes you. to rub her, yeah, rub her little nose on things. Here, use my finger. Yeah, pull my finger, Dana. <laughs> 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 yeah, so she, she's in one of her loving moods. There you go, sweetie. Yeah, so, so I've got uh, a whole bunch of uh, tunics. Gold. Yeah, I've got five tunics for uh, a, a color party. Or the drapeau consacré, as we say, flag party in French. And uh, they're red tunics with white cuffs, gold badges on them, gold buttons, uh, white epaulets, and a white collar. Uh, dovetail buttons in the back, just above your arse and the small of your back. And uh, it's, it's big. And I'm still working on the, the first tunic. So who decides it, this, this dress? Like Tradition. What, what tradition, though? Like Who decided, okay... There had to be a designer at some point that said, okay, this is what these five dudes wear. Well, that's true, and I can't tell you that, but I can tell you a story about the red jacket and why the British are, you know, they see the British, you know, the guard that uh, does the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace wears them, why we wear them here in Canada, being Do British subjects, quotation marks. That's why well, we the wear reason- them? Well, I don't know, but I'm. Well, that's part of the reason why. But they're shorts, <laughs> they're waistcoats. Know. Yeah, well, they're short. But I have a neat, neat little story about why they're short, and they're okay. you know just uh, they go to your waist, but they're not a waistcoat. I mean, they're a little longer than that. Uh, back when the British came over during the wars of eighteen twelve and that all that crazy Seven Years' War, which is the very first World War. How long did uh, that last? Badoom boom. <laughs> About seven years. Okay. Actually, longer than that. But uh, so here we are. The British are wearing these long coats and they're tromping around, you know, strutting around right here in this region, as we call Montreal and uh, the St. Lawrence River. And, it, you know, there's snow and they're wearing these long red coats and they find that it's a pain in the ass to be wearing this long coat trudging through the snow. Snow builds up on it, and because on the inside of the coat where your body is, your legs, you know, the snow is melting, and ice chunks of ice are forming on the bottom of the coat. Okay. So they took their bayonets, they took their bayonets, and they hacked off the bottom of the coat uh, to waist level. So to this day, when I'm at the guard, doing the guard en rouge in, uh, uh, in Quebec City at the Citadel, they, there's no hemline there. They to this day, even when they're making new coats, they don't hem the bottom of the coat. Oh, it's a rough uh, cut. Yeah, it's a rough cut. So we have to trim it as it un, you know as it frays over time. You know, cut off the loose threads, uh, threads because it's a symbol of uh, of what the British did with their long red coats when they came over uh, and decided that it wasn't a practical garment for walking in the snow. Now, wow! Be, so someone. Yeah. Someone had to have given that order, I guess. Probably. You don't know, right? Some colonel said, just like, You couldn't walk around the summer and say, you know what? Um, this, I want short sleeves. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hack this off. I want like a, you know, a, a tank top. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would imagine. practical here in Canada. I'm going to cut this off. Yeah, you know, I would imagine some colonel said, fuck, get out your knives, boy. This is enough. You know, and just, this is what you're going to do. And everyone's turned around looking at each other. Heads are turned from side to side. And then everyone says, oh, well. And they just all start hacking off the bottom of the coat with their bayonet. 
Wow. Yeah, so that's the story. But why someone decided that this is going to be red, I don't know. Because, I mean, if you're fighting. But then again, hey, it wasn't all that hidden stuff. It wasn't all that camouflage. They marched, they marched toward each other in lines, you know. Yeah, and, in, in uh, red uniforms. Like, in yeah. red, yeah, in red uniforms. So, I mean, uh, I, I don't know why it was red. You know, this march is called the Thin Red Line and stories of brave, brave souls marching toward each other with those long pointed bayonets on them. You know, much longer than the ones we have today at the end of a gun. They didn't use bullets when they're up that close. Are you saying I mean, the bayonets we have now aren't pointed? It well, they are like pointed, a, but they're just not as long and pointed. You know, they, they had, uh, the other ones were, were thinner and longer, where ours are more like knives. You know, theirs are more like spears back in the day. Well, not really like spears, but I mean, picture, you know, a drumstick. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm picturing a, Like they were thin and round, they were thin like that. You know, back oh, in the day, okay, where yeah. ours are more are like uh, ours are more like knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have even actually have new bayonets now. The Canadian Forces and a new weapon. Uh, we have the what is it, the C7 rifle, but now we have a second version of it. Uh, the force, the stock at the back is adjustable, so if you're short or small, long arms, short arms, you can the rifle can be fitted to you. Whereas before then, it was difficult, you know, for people that had short arms to use the the, the weapon. And oh, the I bayonet yeah. is different. It's very nice. It's black and it's made in Germany. Actually, Ooh. it's very nice. It looks great <laughs> for cooking. <laughs> No, because I mean we don't we don't use it anymore. It's more of a symbol now, just like you know uh, the uh, the rough cut coat. You know, when since when do we fight hand to hand? You know, hand to hand combat where we'd use a bayonet. I wonder Gosh, when the last today. order was given to fix bayonets. That would have been. That's true. You know, I, I don't know, oh, but yeah. back in the day, the, the bayonet was already yeah. on there. The only time they unfixed bayonets was the t- when it came time to do inspection of the rifle. And I mean, they do it at the we do it at the Citadel when we're we're doing the changing of the guard. The guard is inspected, so they take their bayonets off. There's drill movement, so that's the only time they take it off. Uh, when it comes time for the commanding officer to take a look to make sure everything's nice and clean, you know, and the weapon. Yeah, when they're doing uh, uh, when those guys were doing patrols back in the day, that knife that didn't come off. You didn't know when someone was coming up on behind your ass, ready to snuff you out. So you always <laughs> had to be ready. You, know, you always had to be ready. <laughs> Yeah, so now they have fixed and unfixed bayonets uh, for drill purposes and inspection purposes. Wow. All right, so um, I want to thank people uh, for voting for us on um, on podcastalley.com. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Did you people vote? People voted for us? <laughs> did you vote? Um, yes, I voted 20 times. <laughs> you can only vote once, and I can tell no, you I didn't I vote did. at all. That means I, I have vote. to thank two people who voted for us <laughs> because we have three votes and one Shelley, of them Shelly, Todd, and Darcy, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, thank you, Shelly. I'm sorry that you're having a hard time at work these days. Oh, Shelly, are you really? Well, her uh, Facebook and, and her Twitter uh, posts saying that she's uh, a little bit fed up. But uh, Oh, I'm sending you love. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's probably those guys. So thank you, guys. Uh, the rest of you, hey, there's still a link over at RudyRadio.com. Uh, I'm going to vote. You will? I promise. As soon as this is done, I'm going right over there. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to vote. Oh, by the way, I just thought, of fl- before I forget, I flashed back. Those red tunics are for a parade we have the com- this coming Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it's the 100th anniversary of our armory and our unit, uh, the Fusiliers de Mont- or Montreal Fusiliers, Les Fusiliers de Mont-Royal. And Mickaël Jean is going to be there. Hmm. She's our reviewing officer. Awesome. 
Yeah, so it's a big do. So that's why we're all putting on our sequin gowns. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you're going to send me some pictures that I'll put in the show notes of uh, yeah, all if, the work you can do on these tunics? If I if I can, oh yeah, I took uh, pictures of step by step tearing this apart, opening this, adding this, so people know exactly what I did. Yeah, I sure did. It sounds you, you mentioned. Uh, it's big. Oh wow! You just yeah, it's right a big the microphone. There, you all right? Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> data. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a it's a big job. Uh, uh, they should have given me this uh, given me this two weeks ago and not last Saturday. Yeah, really. You know. You know, and I had a parade on Sunday in the snow here, by the way. We had snow on Mother's Day, and I was working, so that took my day. And when I came back, I mean, I did a little bit of work, but, you know, not, you know, not much. You just keep sewing those sequins on one at a time. One at a time. All right, so uh, last week I, uh, I gave the, uh, my best thing <clears> on the web. <throat> I have a few things this week, actually, in case you don't like what I, what <laughs> okay. I did. Uh, one is... Do you know the Ellen Show? Yes, the Ellen DeGeneres Show, her, but not her sitcom. I mean, not her her talk show, but the sitcom. Uh, no, this is the uh, the talk show. Okay, so the talk she show. She does right. a uh, an iPhone spoof, mm-hmm. uh, a spoof ad for the iPhone, and uh, it is hilarious. And I don't, I won't describe it too much. I'll just uh, put the link in the show notes. And if you don't like uh, Ellen, um, you might like kittens on a slide. <laughs> it's a great YouTube video, and I going to say, like, yeah, you know, probably seventy-five percent of all things on the internet are either pornography or, or kit- cats. Pets, cats. <laughs> and I do love kittens. I have but to say, this is a great, great video. It's 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 like a slide that comes out of a treehouse, where obviously the um, the mother cat mom has had the, the kittens. Right, and so the kittens are now at the age where they're sort of wandering around, and and you know one of them Exploring. finds the slide. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I'll say. It's it's really adorable. Um, I should go there. Oh, come on. All right. If you don't like uh, lesbian talk show hosts or cats on the internet, I've got uh, there's a, porn. I got a white eighty-eight uh, year old woman who's hosting Saturday Night Live this week. Oh, Betty White. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. Should be entertaining because she's quite a funny lady. So it was just this week, eighty-eight years it, old. It wow! It came about because of a Facebook uh, page. That's wild. There's a Facebook page called Betty White to host SNL, please, and hundreds of thousands of people signed up. Um, wow! The actual uh, broadcast, uh, the ratings for NBC were the highest in eighteen months. Wow! Um, I've seen most of it. And uh, it's it's really good. So okay, link, it's sorry? it's aired already. I missed it. Yeah, it was this Saturday, but this Saturday link, passed. So yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes to Global TV. Uh, so if you're in Canada, you can watch it. Uh, cool. Thank you. Watch the whole thing. In, uh, if you're in the, the states, you go over to Hulu. You know how to use Hulu. Um, that's it. That's cool. That's cool. So can we jump back a little bit to Ellen? Yeah, sure. Well, as you know, Ellen is a, j- a judge on American Idol. That's true, yeah. I don't yes. watch the show. But, uh, yeah. It's funny. It was on tonight, nothing on the television. And one of the contestants came out and said, do you really ever love a woman? He sang that song. Yeah. So now it comes time. You know, it, was not, it was great. It comes time for the comments. And when it gets to, to Ellen, she says, uh, 
the answer to that question is yes. I yes, I have loved a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, all, that was all she said, and the, you know, everyone just broke up laughing. I mean, it was hysterical. You know, the way she delivered the line is just you know she's so funny. But yeah, that's that was her comment. Yes, <laughs> she didn't smile. She kept serious. Yes, I have loved a woman. <laughs> And everyone just burst out laughing, so she stopped the show there for the laughter. It was great. It was great. Yeah, Ellen, Ellen, Ellen. What a sweetie. Yeah, her and her funny comments. Yeah, and Simon and his free willies. Uh, one of the the guy that's Reuben Stuttered. I forget his name. I shouldn't have said that, but he sang. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he sang uh, Michael Jackson. Will you be there for me from Free Willy? And of course. Simon doesn't know what free willy is. It's a song about a willy. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Go Simon. Trying to be funny like Ellen, did you? Yeah, no. But it was kind of funny But because he looked so stupid. But, I mean, it, it was very clever. <laughs> she says, yes, I have loved a woman. <laughs> oh, Ellen. I'm sorry. I'm babbling now. Oh, so, anyway, that Ellen, was American that, uh, I will generate end story. Show, uh... Oh, really? But yeah. I thought we had Court Reporter this week. Do you have one? I have one. It's a short one, too. All right. Good thing it's short because we're over time. So here's the. Oh, we're always over time. (laughs) Okay. Court reporter for this week comes from the courtroom of Judge Marilyn Millian of the People's Court. There's a gentleman that was delivering an item to a man's mailbox. Uh, The man has a dog, and the dog wasn't tied in the yard, and the dog came out and bit the delivery man. The delivery man decides to sue the homeowner and the dog owner for his uh, medical bills. All right, so the delivery man is actually a a postal service worker. Well, I'm not exactly sure. My memory doesn't tell me if he was a postal service worker, but he happened to be at the man's mailbox sticking some shit in it that day. He might have been one of those flyer guys, you know, a junk mail (laughs) guy. Delivering junk mail. (laughs) That's it. In which case, I won't say it. <laughs> okay, but the guy Train gets that bit. dog well. <laughs> that's it. To so the guy, the junk mail guy. That's it. Ah, junk mail chomp. <laughs> so, but he's suing him for the, you know, the the uh, his medical bills, uh, and they're not exactly sure if the dog has rabies. So uh, the gentleman, they de- identify the owner, and the gentleman says, "Yes, the dog has his rabies shots." Well, can you have the papers? The guy can't doesn't provide the papers, and he doesn't bring him to court today to prove that the dog was or did indeed have his rabies shots. So the city, the pound people, came up and and they collected the man's dog, took the man's dog away uh, for observation mm-hmm. to see if it indeed had rabies. So they know how to better treat the, the the bite victim. So anyway, it turned out after two weeks that the dog didn't have rabies, and the dog was returned to the dog owner. So end of story. Buddy Buddy wins his case in suing the dog owner for his medical bills and gets that paid. But the dog owner has a countersuit. <laughs> for what reason? He was countersuing the plaintiff for $200 because his dog had to go to the big house. He was suing, countersuing for 200 bucks because he felt that he deserved it because he got his dog taken away from him for two weeks. And the dog had to spend the two weeks in a, in a cage <laughs> in the big house, he said. He was countersuing for that. Well... The judge thought it was as, as funny arrest. as we do. Yeah, the judge thought it was just as funny and corny as we do. Can you imagine? So he didn't win his countersuit, but that tied up the court of Judge Marilyn Millian. Countersuit, 200 bucks for the time that Buddy's dog got taken away from him. And we all have to remember, and that's not a real court. That's <laughs> right. It's not a real court. But it's a- Um, <laughs> uh, <it comes> from <laughs> totally ridiculous. 
Oh, in Montreal, this is Russell. Oh, by the way, everyone, come on over here. Lobster is four eighty-eight a pound. Oh, very nice. And uh, I'm going to disable commenting on the blog post. Uh, the blog's been running really slow. So, okay. um, but please, we'd love to hear your feedback over on the Facebook page. Yes, I'm going to vote. Yeah, you should. Maybe I'll see you there. Yeah, do that too. <laughs> Maybe you I'll have see you there. This month to vote, and then next month you can vote again. Well, only one vote per month. Yes. Oh, that's crappy. Why not one vote a day? Say goodbye, Russ. Oh, I thought I said that in Montreal. This is Russell saying good night, everyone. <laughs> see you next time, and thank you for tuning in to episode forty-five. Bye. <laughs> There's 30 minutes you'll never get back. Music from Mevio's Music Alley. Music.mevio.com. The song is titled WW from Green Room's album, Connect. Available at CDBaby.com. Links are in the show notes at our site, RudyRadio.com. Also on our site, you'll find our Facebook page and iTunes, where we'd love you to leave us your feedback. Please tell us you love us. We love you, and we thank you for listening to Rudy Radio.